Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Lee. And some dodgy... That inter- doesn't sound right, does it? No, the, the, there's this gap. Chris, come home, we miss you. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately Chris, oh. is ha- Chris is held up with work commitments and... Uh, yeah. It's awful when real life gets in the way of having fun. We shouldn't have left the window open. No, that is <laughs> that is true. We for, we forgot to secure him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe maybe Dan's recruited him. Maybe Jesus. Yeah, we we don't know where he is, and yeah, maybe maybe they're on a dual secret mission. Yeah, maybe they're like they're taking out like a famous couple instead. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hancock and his. Oh, hang on, no, that's already happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, moving swiftly uh, on. Got such a good joke, I can't tell. <laughs> uh, Which you will. It involves his. Pref- it involves his preferred variant. Um, <laughs> no. And you'll be telling us that one at the end of the show when we've stopped recording. Um, <laughs> we might release it for patrons. Right? Have we recovered from the thrill fest that it wasn't the Styrian Grand Prix? Yeah, it wasn't oh, a classic, just, was right. it? Right. No, it wasn't awful. Like it mm. wasn't France levels of boring, as opposed to France, which was actually a really good race. Yeah, not France this year. France this year, <laughs> like cracker, but in general, like the general rule of France. Yeah, it's uh, it, it wasn't France boring, but oh, I, to be perfectly honest, I felt worse watching that race, thinking, "Oh fuck, there's another one of these." Yeah, but don't forget, last year the Austrian Grand Prix was great, and the Styrian Grand Prix was terrible. Oh, but maybe that's it. Maybe that's just the way it works. We we need rain, don't we? We just need a bit of rain. And there was it was threatening all week. And then it was fine all bloody weekend. Mm. And it's and it started yeah. started drizzling with about two laps left, but not even on the track. Just just by the media pen, apparently. It's, yeah, there was just some dark clouds. I I don't even think they thought it was going to rain uh, on the cover. You know the at the track. I think that might have just been thrown onto the TV broadcast to. Uh, to liven things up a little bit. <laughs> well, it didn't work. No, it didn't. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, what 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 did we learn from this race? Uh Red Bull is still good. Yep. I mean, what was it the first time Mercedes haven't won four races in a row since 2014? Oh, wow. Mm. Some some ridiculous stat like that. And Max Verstappen has now won three races. In 15 days or something. That doesn't sound right, because he hasn't won three in a row. And there haven't been three sorry, races tw- in sorry, 15 days. Uh, 22 days. That still doesn't sound right, because that's three weeks and he won. He didn't win Baku. No, he didn't. I don't know where I read that stat. It's completely I wrong. I feel like it, you're I, making stats up. No, I read, it, I, read it, I read it somewhere on Twitter and it wasn't on the show. Hypothetical stat, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely not virtual. We need to get Sean back on just to correct some stats. Although he's, um, he's, he's too busy being a film director these days. Of course. He had his premiere this week. I saw that. Congratulations. Yeah, he looks like, he, looks like he's done a really good job. And uh, it's going to be available for streaming soon. I'm going to watch it because everybody likes a good sports documentary. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably watch it as well, just to just to show support because he'll come on, and then if he starts talk about it, and I haven't watched it, I'll be there going, "Yeah, yeah it's that good. Go soccer ball." <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, and of course, the other um, the other sports documentary that we've only just found out about in the last ten minutes is the Max Mosley movie is coming out next month. Yes, this sounds like a clusterfuck. Well, uh, bearing in mind what kind of clusterfuck he used to enjoy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from from the looks of things, it it looks like it's sort of done very similar to the uh, to the Senna film with sort of interviews and archive footage and. Uh, as Sean pointed out, as you as you can't libel the dead, they've <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a reason this is coming out posthumously. I would <laughs> Only say. this time it's his career that's the car crash. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, apparently it's in cinemas next month, and that should be. Um, we will we will try to get to see it, but bearing in mind we've only got three cinema screens over here, and at least one of them at any one point is showing a spin off of 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I can't help think that the beginning of that film is going to be something around, along the lines of Max grew up in uh, where? Where does he come from? Was he London? And think, I'm, I'm guessing it's down south somewhere. I think he. I think he's yeah. We'll say London, and the the beginning will be like he had an average childhood growing growing up in London. He also had a father. Like many people, there is nothing special about this. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> no, apparently, um, apparently, he uh, his father does get mentioned in it, and his father his father's politics. He was born in London, by the way. I imagine of all the contentious issues surrounding this documentary, whether he was born in London or not, is not going to feature near the top of the list. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you you wouldn't have thought. Um, anyway, should we talk about what happened on Sunday rather than what what hopefully we'll be able to see happening next month? Yes. Or what yes. happened? Or what happened in 1940 when Max Mosley was born? Um, right. So starting at the back, um, we'll do Williams and George Russell. He was on for points, mm. fuming for George Russell. Sixth. I'd have pegged for sixth. I was I was going eighth. Well, I think the team said they thought he could get seventh based on where he was mm. at time of car breaking. But yeah, just gutting really, isn't it? That he'd done all the hard yeah. work, got the car qualified well, was in the right place, strategy was going well, and then the car shit itself. I mean, yeah, eight, eight thousandths of a second off uh, Q three. Yeah, uh, I mean. The the only good thing for him is is that he gets to do it all over again in the circuit where that car is clearly working. Yeah. Now, if they can uh, if they can sort out the problems with what was it the pneumatic system? Yeah. Well, nothing went, nothing went wrong with Latifi's car aside from Latifi. So presumably it's not it's not something that's specific to Williams at that track. It was just a freak moment for that particular. Maybe all maybe thing. all the air was going through the engine, and that's that's why it was so quick. Maybe. Yeah. Extra jet, what it extra has, jet propulsion from an air leak. What it has proved is that the performance that seemed to be gained was like that was definitely George Russell based and not Williams based because yeah. Latifi was in the same position he's usually in. Latifi qualified a little bit better than usual. He nearly got out of Q one. Yeah. But he, but I mean, race wise, race, race, oh, race wise, he, he was, was nothing special. Although he did have a there. puncture, didn't he, on the first lap, which won't have won't have helped things. No, that was all part of the uh, Leclerc Gasly everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was an odd one that it was. Yeah, Leclerc just seemed to blindly. Well, I mean, we'll get onto this later, but yeah, it did seem to sort of very bizarre. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't say anything about Latifi, Latifi other other than part, first participation award nomination of the night. Yes. Mm. It was also um, the that crash was Martin Brundle's best commentary moment of the of the year, I think. Which when he t- he was looking at things, he said he seems to have hit a quarter of the grid of the grid. That's a good effort. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Brundle was on very good form on Sunday. I enjoyed his grid walk where he was allowed to talk to no one very very much, and he just had to sort of chunter away to himself. It was excellent listening. The bit when the bit when they were showing the back of the Mercedes, and all of a sudden three mechanics just turn up and. Uh... <laughs> Managed to uh, find some work to do on the car because they're not allowed to cover the car. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I was watching F One TV, so the grid walk I got was what's his name? Um, I forgot his name. Buxton. Buxton. Yeah, Buxton. And uh, like, I'm, I'm semi convinced that like they either either use like adrenaline or like a heavy narcotic for that man before they stick him. He is very yeah. He is very energized, isn't he? Yeah, I, I I like it. I think it's I think it's cool. I I, I like him, but like he, he just sort of explodes onto the TV when it goes live, and you just like, oh, you need to calm down for a second, and then <laughs> you need you you need to bring your energy levels up to him because his aren't going anywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch a rest on F1 TV at some point. Talk- it's good now. It's the only thing I, I would say is that's a bit of a bit of a pisser. And if there's anybody that's involved in F1 TV that happens to watch our, um, oh, sorry, listen to our podcast, uh, the uh, the fact the reason, sorry, for where are my words tonight? The fact that there's no um, pre-show for the qualifying is simply fucking ridiculous. Really? And yeah, there's not, no pre-show not the, for qualifying. Not the not the ridiculousness of the, the lack of pre-show. pre-show. Yeah, I, I, pre-op, like, there's, there's neither, neither end, there's no, there's just, you tune in at the uh, five, five to the hour and you watch qualifying and you, then you go. To be fair, given what Sky have given me for the last few years, I find this fucking refreshing not to listen to half of the nonsense. Um, Sky have cut down a lot on the nonsense this season. That's uh, well, I mean, good because it was getting ridiculous. It was getting like it's diffi- borderline. It's difficult silly. to record the nonsense during like social distancing, though, isn't it? Once they're all allowed to touch each other again, I feel the nonsense will return. Yeah, that's probably that's that's probably a thing. See, yeah, well, we do no. we do know somebody else that is involved with F1 TV, and it's one of the uh, one of the pit lane channel commentators, <coughs> friend of the podcast, Alice Powell. And race winner. Oh, and of course. Just yeah. want to say, massive congratulations to Alice for winning the W Series season opener on Saturday afternoon. Led from start to finish, mm. including um, getting the safety car restart spot on. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it, unfortunately. I didn't have time. But, the, uh, uh, but yeah, sorry, the other, other thing that um, about F1 TV is the um, when you watch the pre-show on Sunday... You have to quit out of the app or go back to the menu and then reselect the race. It's not just on the same feed. Ah. So they'll have like a pre-show feed and then that ends and you have to rejoin the race feed. Who is watching the pre-show feed and not the race feed? That's a ridiculousness. I, I don't know. Half me wonders whether they're doing that because it's also on YouTube, the the, the pre-show feed. And I wonder whether they want to funnel people to the YouTube to make it easier. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. But it, possibly. It's, it's 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 weird. It's just a. Uh, it's weird. But 
to be perfectly honest, if anyone doesn't want to doesn't want to pay the fucking satellite bill, it's five pound a fucking month. <laughs> if you have a credit card registered in the right country and a VPN. No, no, just the VPN's fine. They 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 don't give a shit. The the they will it, take it, your do, money I, wherever it's from. Yeah, I I can't remember whether I use PayPal or not. Oh, maybe maybe I used Apple Pay and did it on my phone. Yeah, but yeah, there was there was no there was no worry there was no worries about cards or anything like that. It was just I I got I took NordVPN if they wanna if they wanna sponsor us. Probably not. I don't know. They sponsor loads of podcasts. No, it's an affiliate deal. We don't we don't get involved with them. <laughs> if anyone if anyone does want to sponsor us, then we accept cold hard cash rather than affiliate links. Yeah, NordVPN or other. Yeah, all the VPNs are available, but other ones won't be once one one of them starts paying. Anyway, anyway, Hass. Uh, yeah, they were there. I remember very little of Hass. I think Mazepin and Schumacher had a little bit of a battle at one point. And this was about it. And, of course, Mazepin got presented with a spinning top by Oh, this Gunter was good. This was good from Gunter Steiner, yes. That said spin to win on it. I think he stole it from a casino. <laughs> I feel like we've not had enough Gunter Steiner this year. I feel like he's keeping a very low profile. Yeah, he's um <clears throat> we've not we've not seen any sort of major hysterics out of him, but I mean maybe maybe you know, he's got this deal with Netflix and they're saving it for Drive to Survive. They're mm. going to do an entire series on Hass. It'll be a spin-off. Fuck off. <laughs> Is that a joke that you have stolen from Crofty's child? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you missed that one, Lee. That 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 was that was one of Crofty's kids. <laughs> Just in case anyone didn't get the Sky commentary at the weekend, um, yeah, you can't really say anything about Hass because they they just weren't visible at all. I mean, Gunter was on Gunter was on the on the pit wall for Sky, and I, he didn't really have a great deal to say. I can't remember any of his contribution. What can he do? Like the. I mean, every, every, everyone knows that he's just keeping a lo- keeping a low profile until they can become Team Russia at um, the start of 2022. I'll get the words out. Because my th- my theory is that um, Mazepin's already bought them, but they can't can't be a Russian team and a Russian registered team while the while the doping ban is still in effect for all Russian athletes and teams. And as soon as that finishes on the 31st of December this year, all of a sudden, rebranded. Euralkali Racing, or Euralchem Racing, with driving under the Russian flag. Unlike Haas, driving disguised as a Russian flag. <laughs> Just putting it out there. I keep having to check, Lee keeps going quiet. And I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know whether his quiet. internet's gone again. He has he has disappeared. Uh oh. Right after that slight minor technical cock up and uh, along with an expected pit stop, Lee, you back with us? I'm back. Right. Um, <clears throat> Alpha Romeo next. I think we're, I think there's nothing more to say about Haas because there was nothing to say about Haas. <laughs> um, Giovinazzi in fifteenth, Kimi in eleventh. Decent performance by Kimi that nobody noticed because he started eighteenth and made up quite a lot of places. Was he the only one who started on the hard tyre and was very late to stop during the race? Did he do that manoeuvre? 
I think he might have been. Because <coughs> I think Latifi went to the hard times on lap two. Yes, after he got a puncture. Yeah. And Giovinazzi got caught up in that whole debacle as well, didn't he? I think he got spun around by Gasly coming back on after being hit by Leclerc. And Stroll was involved in there somewhere. I seem to remember he was facing the wrong way at one point. Oh, I miss mm. Stroll getting didn't involved. Uh, there was there, there was lots of things. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think the I think the problem that Alpha had was uh, certainly with Giovinazzi at the start having to pit that early. Um, decent res- decent recovery drive to get back to fifteenth, um, although with the competition behind. And yeah, Kimmy, unlucky unlucky not to get points. Did he get a damaged front wing at some point as well, Kimmy? Possibly with Leclerc, who seemed to be having um, issues. Yeah, when Leclerc went to pass him, yes. he um, took um, took his left front end plate off. <laughs> Leclerc was a bit mm. crashy this week. He did not have good race, although result was fine. But yeah, I I, th- I think his recovery driver is good. Like, but. He kind of put himself in the position to have to have a recovery drive, didn't he? Are we talking Leclerc or Kimmy? Leclerc. Ah, we'll do we'll do Ferrari in a bit. Ron Alfa Romeo. You didn't. You didn't. Shit, mi- Ferrari. Oh, sorry. You didn't miss that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, know you, I know you said rattle through things tonight in case your internet goes, but we didn't. We didn't manage to get get through another six teams without you not being here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, all you can say, all re- you can really sort of say that Alpha did was two good recovery drives mm. from mm. dodgy positions with damaged cars. Mm. You know, it's very hard to see what the actual uh, what the actual race pace of them was this weekend. Yeah, but I mean, if Kim, if Kimi can make up seven places from the start, then that kind of that kind of bodes well for next weekend if he can stay out of trouble. Yeah. I think I think that it was definitely more of a Kimi again that did it that did that rather than Alfa Romeo making any steps forward, wasn't it? Well, I mean, Giovinazzi, I think he was he was running 18th at one point and he managed to gain three places, so he he passed two Hasses and a Williams. Yeah, I think it was probably a bit Kimi, a bit strategy. Yeah, I mean, mm. he, he got the he, he got the car to where you'd expect him to get the car, even with difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I to be perfectly honest, even where they've been this year, I I think that was a like sort of a, a standout performance from Kimi getting the car there because you know they they they've been nowhere at times, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, they've been in the words of George Russell, battle battling for sixteenth with the Williams. Yeah, 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 and. Yeah, get you know, almost finishing in the points. You know, it's it's a good step forward. But I I I don't know what Alpha are gonna do. I mean, I know they've got the sponsorship for another year, have Sauber. But you know, they've not really built a quality car this time round. Then again, big reset at the end of the year, so who knows? Yeah, they could just the, be cruising the, through this one. Yeah, they could be in like a semi Haas position, couldn't they? You know, not not they haven't quite gone full Haas, mm. but uh, you know, it's if if there's another car on the grid behind Haas, which has probably had like the least work put in it, it's probably the Alpha, isn't it? I, I would have said so. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, they're a little bit further forward from where they were at the start of the season. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's a pretty fucking good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. 
Uh, right, Alpha Tori next. Um, Gasly, the first retirement of the race. Yeah, I don't think anything really much to that really was that he was just in the wrong place. In the wrong place at the wrong time, and then his car was in about three or four different places. You know, he was he was looking rapid again all the way through the weekend. Yeah, yeah it was a shame for him not to sort of get the chance to do more during the race because he was in a good position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <clears throat> again, he's one of he's one of the drivers that's in that limbo situation because he's not going to be moving up to the big team anytime soon, and there's nowhere else for him. And the more AlphaTauri become a separate team from Red Bull, the better it is for him. Please don't quiet again. Yeah. No, he's pondering. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any, like, there's any future for him within that team. Like, no, you're like proper long term future. He needs, hmm. he needs to find an exit from that place like rapidly. Problem is though, it's where does he go? Because the seats are uh, the seats are looking full for next year. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, it do we do we even ponder the uh, the idea that there could be a a seat going at McLaren if Daniel Ricciardo doesn't sort himself out through the whole year? No, I th- I I think I think he's safe in that seat. I think I think he's going to lose them fourth in the championship. I mean, he's, you know, he struggled in his first year at Renault, Third, but he's, sorry. He's, a, he's actually doing better than he was in his first year at Renault. Is he? I, I can't really remember his first year. I remember I remember him not being able to break in his first year in Renault. Um, yeah, well, it's... I've got the... I've got the somebody sent the numbers through. But, uh, no, he's actually having a better year than his first year was in Renault, so... I think that would be interesting to see how he's doing comparable to his teammate because uh, I think when you stick Lando into the mix here, this is the worst year that... He might have had better positions and have more points, but I think he's got a better car than the Renault was and he's not matching his... And he's further away from his teammate. And as I said last week, he's further away from his teammate who knows that car intimately because he's already driven it for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that that's fair enough. But I think that you've got people like Alonso now, which seems to be getting um, getting on top of their cars. I don't, I, I, I don't think that excuse holds forever. And you're getting close to the position now where that <laughs> excuse isn't isn't good enough. But no, I, I, I think we'll, I think we'll give them another year. I can't. They're, they're not going to want to make a change going into um, going into new regulations. No, no, you're probably right. Um, well, we said that last year, didn't we? That the places would be sorted for uh, for next year, and yet, lo and behold, we still have Bottas in a Mercedes, and we think George Russell might have that car. You know, so I, I don't, I don't think it's beyond the rounds of possibility that there'll be more movement. Like, I, I think that I think the the Bottas situation is a little bit of an outlier, though. Um, um, just pure, just purely and simply because of the number of one-year contracts that he's been mm. given, and they've always had the option, yeah, they've always had the fair. option to um, to get rid of him at the end of it, and mm, that hasn't fair. you know there hasn't been anyone better available. 
Russell wouldn't be a, a true newcomer to that team either. He's you know he probably is doing sort of testy, <coughs> what do you call it, simulatory bits and things like that. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he he's, could, on, he's on the Mercedes Young Driver program, so he's... Yeah, he could be already having a hand in next year's car. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Yeah, and, you know, they the know what size seat to give him, they know what size shoes he takes. Well, no, they didn't know what size shoes to give him last year, did they? Well, no, they have to give him shoes that were one size smaller, but they're now big to build the footwell this year. Yes. Um. Yeah, we'll move, move on to Alpine and Alonso. Another point to finish. He said mm. that um, he said he said on Saturday during uh, during Q two. Don't care where we finished. That was fun. Happy Alonso. Yeah, and that is not the Fernando that we've seen for many many years. No. Uh, and, and like well on top of his teammate as well. Mm. Uh, I. I think we're getting close to that that, that Alonso that you kind of know if the if Alpine can build a car for him, I think he's he's obviously that he can be trouble right at the sharp end of Formula One still. There's yeah, there's definitely definitely a good chance because I mean he's you know he's get he's getting better in the car. His results are improving, mm-hmm. and. Ocon, it was it was his contract hangover race, wasn't it? I thought the last one was his contract hangover race. It's it was a big hangover. Come on, you saw yeah maybe you you saw me on Sunday. I was still feeling ropey by about nine o'clock. <laughs> I still feel that maybe I mean I'm talking wrong. Ocon has had a good like beginning into the year for what we expected of him. And getting a getting a contract so early on is be it will be good for him in the long run, but I can't help but think he might have been flattered slightly by a a really really rusty Alonso. Well, I mean it's it's not it's not just that he was getting better results than Alonso; he was getting genuinely good results. Yeah, but that's the thing. Was he get was he getting genuinely good results, or if Alonso was on form, would Alonso be two places ahead of him? I think he was at the start of the season. He was finishing higher than Alonso is now, wasn't he? Yeah, but... yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if the car suited that track, if Alonso had have been on form, would he have put the Alonso car ahead of Ocon? I see. I'm with you. Possibly not, because yeah. I think at one point, I think was Ocon not sixth at one point. That yeah, well. that's <coughs> so Alonso would have won. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing who who ahead of him does he then get gets who ahead of Ocon would Alonso have, have taken out I I think Ocon is in for a uh, a rough time of it now he's not having a good uh, a good couple of races definitely yeah even, even if he ha- even if he gets himself together I think he's going to be in for a rough time of it with Alonso I think uh, you know I think we all predicted, predicted that uh, Alonso would maul him over the course of the year and I, I think he's starting to get his teeth into the, the into the side of him. One thing I noticed from the weekend, though, about Alonso, he seems to have adopted George Russell. Oh yeah, they're like BFFs yeah, big now. fan. Mm. Yeah, and you know, some somebody uh, somebody said maybe this is the latest young driver he's going to suck the life out of just to uh, extend his career by another year or two. <laughs> is that it? Does, does he have to get George Russell and stick him in his loft? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. What well, I, I mean, do you know what? I'm going to give a shout out because I know he's one of our listeners. Um, I uh, um, I might have said something on Twitter about my um, it, my irritation of Mr. Gallagher in the uh, um, WTF one, and somebody you, replied you, you, to you me. You may have mentioned this one or two dozen times an hour. Somebody replied to me saying he must have uh, he must have a picture of himself in the, in his loft that lives the media life he should be leading. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to stay neutral on all of the podcasts, but listen to my dad wrote a porno. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, right. Aston Martin, Vettel in twelfth, bit of a non-entity performance. Yeah, nothing really happened for Vettel, did he? He was just there. Mm. Yeah. Um, Stroll in eighth. Stroll now starting to get a bit more out of the car. I think they both have as the season has progressed. I think this might have been just not the race for Vettel, but I think having looked a bit iffy at the start of the year, they've both sort of started to find their feet. Yeah, I just I just wonder if that car's gonna be a little bit on the um a little bit on the tricky tricky side to drive. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Um, do do we think is there a possibility that Stroll is going to become like a um, Hulkenberg level driver? Well, no, he's got he's got a couple of podiums, hasn't he? Oh, sorry, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the best comparison to Stroll <laughs> would probably be Jean Alesi. Yeah, it's probably probably not a bad. That, probably not a bad. Show. Occasionally, there or thereabouts. Managed to get a win once, mm. and was never was never the next big thing that he was predicted to be, but had a solid career. Yeah, Stroll, Harold, Frentzen. That's that sort of level. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's fair. <laughs> God, does does that mean he's going to be challenging for a world title until um, two races before the end of the season in the Silverstone team? No, but it does mean he's going to shag Schumacher's girlfriend. <laughs> or was it Schumacher's? It was Schumacher's, wasn't it, I think? Schumacher stole... No, Schumacher stole his girlfriend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> got, got my... Uh, got, got my... Uh, F1 smut the wrong way around. <laughs> I was going to say, which, which Schumacher? Dave? <laughs> Dave Schumacher goes out with a racing driver girl that did W Series two years ago and is, I think, doing Euro Formula. So there is a girlfriend up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Is there, is, there, is there really a Dave Schumacher? Yeah. yeah. Ralph's son. Oh, my word. Yeah, he, he does F3. F3. We often have conversations like this. Who, who names their child Dave? Ralph <laughs> Schumacher. There is the answer you, were, you yeah. didn't know you needed. Well... Crazy. <laughs> uh, right then, McLaren. Um, as we've got the football on, you've got you've got to say really a, a, a game of two halves. Every every weekend, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and Ricardo looks on it in on each side. It's the same one every week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Danny was fast all, all the way mm-hmm. up to Saturday morning. Was he quickest, or F- was he P one or P two? He was P two in one of the practices and credited it to eating lots of schnitzel. Right, which I'm not sure is factually accurate. No, it doesn't sound doesn't sound right. 
No, because you meant to beef up your performances, not pork them up. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> then again, he's Australian. Yeah, he was. He was. He was bloody rapid, and mm. then qualifying. It's just was there. Well, it wasn't even just qualifying. And before, like, I get attacked from mauled by Ricardo fans. I realised he had his like that power issue, which fucked him completely, didn't it? Because he yeah. dropped like three places. He dropped four. But I think he, he was ninth at the time. Yeah, but I, but after that, he just didn't recover, did yeah. he? Yeah, it, it was it was a very very strange one. Cause, I mean, he, lo- he lost about 13, 14 seconds on one lap, mm-hmm. mm. and then and, it was fine. And then it was fine, but he didn't have the pace that he had before it. So there was obviously something going on somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it was, but, it was very know, strange. No, nothing was nothing was said anymore apart from, yeah, there was an issue, but we fixed it now. Keep going. Mm. Yeah, um, no, I've, I've... you know, McLaren haven't really put a lot out about what it was. Um, I mean that cir- that circuit is an engine killer just just by dint of the amount of time that you're at full throttle on there. Yeah, yeah, and there there did seem to be a. There was a weakness, even in Lando's pace. Um, there was a weakness in in McLaren as far as race pace goes. You know, they they had a good race, and but compared to like the two fast teams, I mean, Lando was lapped, wasn't he? Yeah, quite early so as well. I think about midway yeah. through the race. So he's like comfortably, comfortably ahead of the midfield, but it, it just it just reminds you how how big steps need to be made. For next year, doesn't it? For McLaren to be actually in the mix. Yeah, I mean, when Perez passed him, he didn't even defend him. He just pulled over to the side and was like, you know, all yours. I don't believe that because Crofty was saying that um, he let him pass, but he then slipstreamed him and tried to go round the outside of him again. I think he let Bottas through. I think he realised he was on a hiding for nothing, but he had to go back at, at Perez. I was quite. I was quite surprised when Crofty started talking about him being let through because it just it didn't seem that way to me. I don't know. It's what um, it's how I saw it, but we 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 always see things different. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, overall, um, fifth fifth is where the car deserved to be. Yeah, you know, it would it they were the they were the third fastest team on the on the grid, certainly in one half of the garage, and. You know, didn't didn't do anything didn't do anything particularly wrong, didn't do anything particularly spectacular, you know, we didn't get last lap lander. Uh, well, th- there was nothing for him to last lap, was there? You know, he was he was just ahead. He was ahead of where Well he technically didn't where... do the last lap because he got he got checkered flagged early. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> maybe that's it. maybe if he could have stayed on the last lap he'd have been third. A cat just launched itself off me. It'll be interesting to see whether they can work something out with um, like set up and stuff, you know, to find some of that lost time yeah. to the to the to the big boys this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I suppose last week you could say it was a bit of a test for what's coming up this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's definitely it's definitely shown a few teams where they're lacking round here, and unlike unlike most other um, most of the circuits, they always seem to get two goes at Australia. Australia, mm. Austria. Austria. Different tyres though this weekend. Oh yeah, they're going they're going one harder, aren't no, they? No, they're going one softer. Is it one softer? Mm. That could be uh, that could be interesting. Uh, right, Ferrari. Quite late to be talking about Ferrari. This. 
going going on previous form, yes. Mm. Um, we'll we'll do the good one first because science, science had a good race. Yeah, I feel like we didn't see a huge amount of him. He just sort of quietly got on with it. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting <coughs> messages from the band. <laughs> My st new status quo covers band. We're trying to learn a fourth chord. Stunned uh, silence. And derision came there lots. Unless he's disappeared again. Mm. Um, but yeah, science had a good race, didn't... Um, I, was, didn't... I was contemplating it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it um, didn't, didn't do much wrong. Um, got a little bit of pace out of the car. Beat his teammate, although to be honest, his teammate beat his teammate. Yeah, Leclerc mm. did not have a good day. How he didn't get a penalty for just driving into the back of Gasly is an interesting one. I know it was opening lap and racing incident and so on, but he did just use Gasly as a brake and ended his race. And then carving right across the front of Kimi and taking a bit of the wing off. Yeah. The Gasly incident caused a spin for Giovinazzi and a puncture for Latifi. He, he did. He just found people. <laughs> Not a vintage performance, and yet still got driver of the day for making it up to seventh. Everyone has short memories on that one. Rockstar yeah. and Wanker. Uh, yeah. Gene Simmons. He kind, of, <laughs> kind, kind of problem, 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 reaction, solutioned himself. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're seeing we're seeing encouraging things out of Ferrari at the moment. I just wonder. Yeah. Um, just wonder if they're going to get caught cheating again. I think they're going to get third in the championship. Because because at the minute, you know, unless unless Lando can go and win a couple of races, like he's he's carrying that team on his back at the moment. Let's let's just have a look at the because um, Leclerc and Signs, I think, have been quite even. I think Signs has had a couple of good races recently, whereas Leclerc yeah. was a little bit further up early on. Lando's got over half the points of that team. Mm. I mean, there's, there's 12, 12 points in the championship between McLaren and Ferrari at the minute. Mm -hmm. And Ferrari have outscored McLaren in four out of the last five races. Yep. So it's, it's not going to last forever. Obviously, in France, Ferrari didn't score any points. But... Yeah, Ferrari appear to be um, appear to be getting getting the moves over McLaren. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think I think it's worrying for McLaren. No, it's it, it it's worrying for me that wants McLaren to do well and wants them to to just get back up to where where they should be. You know, I mean, could could you imagine if they have if they had two drivers um, performing to the same level as Lando? Jesus. There'd just be there would be no question who was the third best team in Formula One if that was the case. Yeah, Danny really needs to get a, a handle on that car and quick. He here's a question for you because because we're we're because we're on um, McLaren and uh, we, we've already talked about George Russell. If Mercedes is strong armed into keeping Bottas again by Lewis and uh, George Russell's contract is up. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be one of the one of the people that you decide to pull a switch early on Daniel Ricciardo and take George Russell? 
I think he'd like, he'd be the only one. Yeah, it'd be if, bold. If I, yeah, if I was if I was Zach Brown, he would be the only one that I would contemplate switching him for. Yeah, I mean, McLaren don't really have anyone in their young driver program at the moment, so it's not like they've got a, a youth that they would need to make a seat yep. for. If they were if they were after someone, it would probably be someone current. Who have McLaren got on their young? Driver I don't program? think it's anyone. Like I don't think they've got anyone in F two. I know. I know they've just signed um, a thirteen-year-old American karting wonder kid in the last few weeks. Oh wow! Exciting. What did did they smuggle him away from Red Bull before Red Bull gave him a race seat next weekend? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at the McLaren Young Driver Program. Oh yes, U- U- oh god, Ugo Ugachukwu. Is this how we say this? He is the That's only. That's not a Formula One driver's name. He is the only member of their young driver program is that it yeah i mean then again for about eight years it was it was lewis hamilton and that was all yeah and he didn't turn out so bad maybe the mclaren young driver program is quality over quantity i think it's the way it should be anyway isn't it i mean we've said this before if you if you've got a team with only two seats in it what's the point in having like 15 drivers that are the same age yeah and this this is the problem that uh guan yu joe's facing Yes, on the Renault program because mm. I mean the put the putting Alpine. him in the car. Al, well, he's on the Renault Young Driver program. I think I think it's Alpine branded now. Oh right, okay. Mm. He's he's on the French team Young Driver program. Is that better? Yes, right. <laughs> um, the Driver program. So the Alpine Academy, formerly known as the RF1 Driver program, Renault Driver Development, and Renault Sport Academy. Right. Yes, that's a lot more information than you wanted. Yeah, probably is. Here's uh, here's an Alpine fact. Lee was Sunday years old when he realised that uh, the Alpine Stars was Alpine Stars, and I thought that brand of clothes was called Alpine Stars. Ah. You you mean it isn't? Mm. Oh. No. I didn't know that. I don't know that I'd ever (laughs) thought about it, to be honest. Yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> well, bugger me. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was saying about Guan Yu Zhou. He's on the whatever the la fuck it's called. Alpine Academy. Thank you. Merci. Um, and they've got two drivers that are fully contracted. They're sticking him in the car Friday morning in FP1. Um, what what happens if he's good? You know, where are they going to palm him off to? Stick it, stick him in Super Formula for a year and destroy him, Stoffel style? Wouldn't um, it be ideal? Yeah, I wouldn't. Like, I, I don't think Fernando Alonso is going anywhere. Let's 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 put it that way. I think he's you. It's I'm, it's, I'm now seems mov- to be enough. I'm now moving Go away on. from the Fernando's going to chuck his toys out of the pram. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't think that was a thing. Anyway, the the only the only worry I had was that. It was going to be a Jacques Villeneuve comeback, and we would have been at this point of the season going, "Oh, you should have just stayed away, Fernando. You should have just bought a team or done something else or gone, you know, and made an yeah, album." But, but yeah, but he doesn't seem to. He seems to be coming back, and uh, he he deserves his place in Formula One as much as anybody else. Uh, I don't think it's beyond the possibility of clauses being in Ocon's contract. If one Yuzhou is really good and Ocon isn't performing, I think there'll, there'd be a seat at Alpine. 
Potentially, but I mean, he's got to get he's got to get through the F two season first. Which, if he if he wins that, it's it's that problem all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with Renault not having any uh, or Alpine not having any uh, customer teams either. That's the thing; they can't just palm him off to someone for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's no signs of any engine changes coming. Short of. Has being bought out and dumping Ferrari, but then the well, there ne- was. But then they'd need talks a whole, of they'd need a whole new car. Yeah, there was talks of um, well, Salber though wasn't the drop in Alfa Romeo and Honda? And, yeah, sorry, and Ferrari. Yeah, but they've signed up for another year now. Mm. Yeah, um, Salber are going to be Alfa Romeo for at least one more year with Ferrari power. Because I think you know, I think the two pretty much come hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, that ain't going to happen. So I think for for another year, we're only going to see the one team with the French power unit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. Sorry, I think sorry, that sorry. hamstrings the, them a bit. La puissance française. Ooh. Right. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I, I only know what that means because it's a track by Suede. <laughs> Not the Francais mm-hmm. bit, just the La Puissance. Uh, Mercedes, then. Second and third. Um, not the fastest car on the grid. And at one point, Bottas was 20... What was it? Tw- he was 21 seconds behind Hamilton in identical machinery, while George mm. Russell in a Williams was 24 seconds behind him. That was a Sean Kelly fact. That yeah, was one Bottas, of Bottas was very unhappy with his tyres, he described it as like driving in Finland Lapland. Right. Yes. He's just he's just not a very happy guy at the minute, is he? He is not. No. Um, yeah, he's angry. He's pissed off. He's trying too hard. Are we going to get to? Uh, are we going to end up seeing Spinny Bottas again? It's um, possible. I, I don't. I mean, he 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 had, was this. This was arguably for me one of his better races, though this year. In when when you take it in context, that his teammate, who is rightfully in the conversation of being like the greatest driver of all time, um, he his teammate in the best well one of the best cars on the grid couldn't beat a Red Bull. Bottas beat a Red Bull because the Red Bull pit stop got fucked. Yeah, because but it's in he was still there to capitalize on it. Joe, it's the uh, he still finished ahead. He did his job in this case, mm. and um, I, yeah, I don't. It, it to to say that if Bottas, even if Bottas would have finished behind Perez, to say that Bottas done a bad job, that means you have to say Hamilton did a bad job. Well, but the to be honest, know, look looking at it that way, Bottas did a better job than Hamilton because Bottas finished in front of a Red Bull. Or, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the Red Bull that he was covering. Yeah, Hamilton didn't. Yeah, so that that's I even down to the I was surprised that they didn't bring Hamilton in and try like another and uh, uh, I know they brought him in just to get the fastest lap, but I'm surprised they didn't try and pull a you know a, let's bring him in and give him time t- to try and chase him down because. Martin Brundle turned around and said, oh, well, there's, there's no point in doing that because 
uh, there's enough. There'll be enough of a gap anyway that where Vettel, uh, where Verstappen could just pit and cover him off. Mm. But if they'd have done that, they would have at least put him in the position where he might fuck it. You know, it's they. They there might have been a sticky wheel. Not there might have been something else gone wrong on the pits. But Mercedes didn't really press the matter in my eyes. Almost like they just settled for not winning. Yeah, and it's uh, that that was that was unsettling as well. And I know we're, are, are we. I take it we're going to just sort of cover Red Bull and Mercedes together. Now. Yeah, we we, we, we we always seem to. Yeah, because um, that radio message that came on where Bono essentially told Hamilton, "Yo, this is your position. There's nothing mm-hmm. we can do." And when Hamilton radio back, so, oh, so there's 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 nothing I can do then. He sounded beaten, and I think this is the thing. I I uh on any other day you'd have fancied Hamilton could have at least done something or, or at least stuck with um Verstappen. Hamilton was only five seconds or, or I think grew, did it grow to about eight or nine seconds in the end. Possibly, yeah, I think that sounds yeah. about right. But it was like five seconds for most of the race, wasn't it? Most of the race was about five seconds. Uh, Hamilton was only five seconds behind uh, Verstappen because that's where Verstappen wanted him to be. There was clearly more, you know, if if Verstappen wanted to go further off down the road, he could have done. And I can't ever remember seeing Lewis Hamilton in a position where he looked like he didn't have anything else in the armory. And that's... Without shenanigans. Yeah, and that's just not... Mercedes thing well not even that you, you just expect like qualifying for for instance uh, even when Hamilton's nowhere you just expect at some point he's going to go out and just find half a second from somewhere mm. and even in the in the race you expect oh well you know if the car's not there well what's Hamilton going to do he's probably going to going to race a race of fucking qualifying laps to try and to try and bridge the gap <coughs> but um, I don't know. The, to me, and it may, I might be going overboard here because I know it's uh, it's a different circuit. There's the altitude to think of. Um, it's been close between Mercedes and Red Bull for the rest of the year, so that's why I don't I don't believe this is the status quo from now on. It might be next weekend, but I think we're going to see the Mercedes and Red uh, Red Bull much closer when we get away from Austria. But um, it did feel a bit like when I watched uh, Alonso beating Michael Schumacher. That you know the, the the changing of the guard, where all of a sudden the younger driver is better than the established guy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there is definitely a, a different feel to Verstappen this year. Mm. Yeah, nothing. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing tangible. Nothing you can put your finger on exactly. It's just the whole package seems different. I think it's a bit more grown up. I think he feels less sort of stroppy child and more sort of, you know, hardened, wizened racing driver. Mm. Although Mercedes well, have been getting their excuses in. <laughs> yeah, somebody asked me this um, on the hot lap. To, were, that I recorded today. If anyone wants to go and listen to more Formula One, you can go look for Hot Lap. It's just me. Um, and oh, you must have more. I than that. 
<laughs> I put it, yeah. <laughs> I I put it down to now and again you that drivers make that click. You know, you saw it with Damon Hill when he was fighting for a world championship. You saw it with Michael Schumacher fighting for world championships. Um, uh, Michael Schumacher. Did, did I just say Schumacher? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, me, Mika Hakkinen. Um, yeah, I Nando mean, Alonso. Yeah, I mean, Hakkinen's the case in point. Goes God knows yeah. how many years without a win, gets one, and then wins the next two uh, next two world championships. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it seems to be this thing where the, a gear is clicked into where they stop being just a Formula One driver and become a world championship Formula One driver. And there's, there seems to be just a complete change in mentality somewhere, and some drivers have it and some drivers don't. And I think that's what's happened to Verstappen this year. It's it's It certainly seems like it, because, like I said, everything, everything about him is slightly different. I think it's just all the pieces have clicked into place. Yeah, 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 it's... I mean, he, he look. He looks like what everyone said he was. Like, even when I've had my doubts about him ever winning the world championship, um, he now all of a sudden looks like the driver that people were talking about. But with your twenty-four stop clocks, he said he was never going to win a world championship and be a five-time world champion. Maybe it's because oh, uh, he's done the yeah. the Schumacher thing and stolen another driver's girlfriend. Maybe that's it. Yeah, but he, <laughs> stole, he stole his seat it. as well. He steals everything <laughs> from Danny Kvyat. <laughs> oh, and France have just equalised. Um, Andrew Shovelin's actually said that uh, Mercedes went for a wacky setup, which may have caused them problems. I saw that. And does it, he mean they were expecting a wet race? <laughs> no, it, it, it had like biplane wings on it. <laughs> is it just a convenient excuse for? Well, we weren't the quickest out there, so. We'll blame something. Yeah, something something else was happening. Mm. It feels like altitude to me. It, it, like you've got the the altitude, but might be affecting the Mercedes more than it affects the Honda. And, and it, I I think the big thing is um, how what whatever's going on with the chassis on the Red Bull, because they can run so much less wing and still corner better than the Mercedes. Well, the rake's a lot higher, isn't it? And everyone said that the aero config this year is better on the higher rate cars. And I think I think Red Bull have got um, 2019 Renault levels of rake this year. You know, you, you can fit you can fit a bus under the back end of the car. I think as well, just generally, the the Red Bulls have typically done better in heat and i know austria was meant to be quite warm this weekend yeah i mean we particularly had... at a high a high power track as well is going to be a, a problem oh my god france have just scored again yeah you had not mentioned the football at all up until now so listeners are going to be entirely lost <laughs> two one to france um irrelevant because it mm. won't be happening when the listeners are no listening. true but nah, just, just give us a sense <laughs> of when we're recording um <laughs> I think you might. I think you might be right about the cooling thing because um, McLaren were having problems with mm-hmm. cooling as well mm. on Sunday. And if the Mercedes isn't as heat efficient in hotter temperatures, then that is going to cause problems. So you know, we we there's going to be there's going to be a few hot races still this season. 
if they make it to Austin and Mexico. Austin should be fine. Yeah. Austin has confirmed for MotoGP around about the same time, so Austin looks a go. Mm. Austin, uh, they're holding loads of events anyway, aren't they? Yeah. They're yeah. Like full, full stadiums and stuff. Um, I, I see. I don't think it's just the heat, though. Like I say, I think it's the heat and altitude that's mm-hmm. the that's the issue. It's the, it's the combination. In that case, um, put your money on a Red Bull win in Mexico now for definitely if that race happens because that's the highest race on the calendar and it's definitely not, is it? It's definitely not the coolest. I think yeah, it's... Verstappen likes Mexico as well, doesn't he? He does mm. well there. Yeah, I think it's about um, one kilometer above sea level. There's something along those oh, lines. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember. I do remember a couple of years ago they said it is the highest race and um, engine. You know, engines will be an issue because. There's not, you know, there's not as much oxygen at that level. All them supplements, I'm guessing they've got the highest fans. <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned Perez yet. Fourth because of a a bad pit stop. Mm-hmm. Notice how Red Bull didn't come out and say he stopped in the wrong place when they couldn't get the wheel off. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know they've not thrown him under the bus because the bus is under the rear wing. I don't yeah. know if he did stop in the wrong place, to be honest. I think it might have just been a sticky nut. Mm. There were a few slow stops overall this week. and not Obviously not just George Russell's with the topping up of the uh, pneumatic system, but I noticed there was, sort of, there was a few sort of three-second-plus ones. Mm. And, of course, the FIA and F1 are bringing in new safety regulations for pit stops now with slightly longer times between a process finishing and the light going on in the control box to say that the process has finished. Oh, this okay. is such a fucking grim move for Formula One. It's it, it feels so uh, so over fucking cautious. Well, I guess I guess they're trying to cut down on the number of um, number of cars that drive away without with one wheel missing. Or I can only yeah, think it's... of one this year though, and they did catch it before he left the pit lane. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the ultimate throwing the baby out of the bathwater, but. That, the thing is, though, those pit stops, as far as those guys trying to get a car serviced and uh, out of the garage as quickly as possible, that's Formula One. That's Formula One to do things to the to take the absolute like fractions of seconds and try and get it back out. It's it's just not it's not sporting to me what Formula One are doing. No, I mean, even taking fuel out of the equation, in the old days when somebody came in for a tyre stop, you'd be looking at still looking at about five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was Williams that developed the um, bring the bring the mm. wheel gun into the wheel while it was still moving, and you know they well, were doing everything the they thing... can because they had the uh, they were the first team to use the pneumatic jack. Yeah, the lights are what uh, they have the issue with, isn't mm. it? The... Yeah, yeah, the too too automated. Yeah, because am I right in thinking as soon as there's no guns on the wheels, the light goes out to go? So it does for some teams. There are two different types of wheel gun, one of which measures tautness, which is pretty much fail-proof, and one of which just measures movement of the nut. And I think those are the ones that like Haas use and Ferrari yeah. use, I think, as well. And those are the ones that can fail if they feel the nut move, but they don't necessarily know if the nut is tight. Mm-hmm. Don't know why I know so much right. about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I just don't understand because it's not like there's been loads of cars going out without wheels on all of a sudden. And even in general, you know, it's it's not a everyday occurrence. Mm. 
I think there was a so spate of them a yeah. couple of years ago, wasn't there? Including the one with like the Ferrari mechanic that got run over. So I think there was a bit of yeah, like, so oh my god, freak out. And then do it a couple then, of years ago. This is the thing. Yeah, since that's... then, actually, it's been all right. <coughs> well, I think, so, that, yeah, I think, I think I from like that, it. that's when they brought the control box system in. Mm. Of the guns mm. reporting back to the control box and then that setting the lights. That and Verstappen not being able to do in a do burnouts at the end. Like oh yeah, th- that, that's boiled some piss, hasn't it? That's boiled my piss as well. I don't understand what the issue is. No, I I, I miss this. What they actually stopped him doing burnouts? Well, he no, he did the burnouts, and then Red Bull have been told stop him doing the burnouts. Fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah. It's like for all Formula One has done is talk about how Formula One drivers need to have like more personality and that you know there needs to be more excitement. And he there, there was nothing dangerous about what he did. There's no one near whenever, him. No one near him. Whenever you see a Formula One driver dominate a race like that, they'll always drive past their their pit, won't they? Slowly to show what they've done. And then he did a burnout like going down the road. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see what their fucking point problem was yeah race with fans team's home track it's fine he did it in the wrong place anyway because if he's intended to start on pole for the next race he should have done the burnout on pole position (laughs) true i think they've had weather since so i think anything that has been laid down this weekend all all that all that rain that got promised happened afterwards it did all right okay as it as it usually does wet daleks Right, rock stars and wankers then. Williams wankers. The the Williams car is a wanker. Only one of the Williams cars is a wanker. Only one of the Williams. Well, only one of the Williams cars matters. So that <laughs> one. Uh, the weather forecast is a wanker for giving us false hope that it might have been a wet race. Leclerc. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling for some rock stars. It wasn't a very rock starry race. George Russell for everything that he was doing up to the point yeah. where the car became a wanker. That's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I feel Lando, Lando starting on third and just bringing the car home where it could be. And that move he did on Perez on first lap, that was a pretty rock star move around the outside. Yeah. yeah. Um, Verstappen. Overtake of the year. Yeah. Verstappen, uh, described as a rock star for clean race, smooth as butter. Right. Okay. Mm. Um, Alonso on Saturday for being happy again. Yeah. Yeah. And quick as yeah. well. Um, do we go for the stewards in the wanker category for... Over fuckery, yeah, over yeah. Over fuckery, not investigating yeah. Leclerc. Mm. Yeah, over fuckery. Nobody, wa- nobody wants that level of fuckery. <laughs> um, and the Giovinazzi Participation Award. Is it Hass as an entity? I don't think we can keep on giving it to Hass because, mm. you know, it, it's going to be like the World Cup. Once you win it three times, you get to keep it forever. Mm. Yeah, we are. Um, we are in the. The point of having like a meme about us saying it's already dead, poking <laughs> ass with a stick. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving up on Hass until they have a car that isn't um, the last one on track without shenanigans, oh, or a year old. Like, give, give up on Hass until they haven't got a car which they built like over twelve months ago. <laughs> Who built? 
somebody <laughs> built. People they paid. <laughs> you know that, that car was in uh, that car was in last year's IKEA catalogue. Is the part- <laughs> uh, is the participation award Giovanazzi himself? Maybe. <laughs> I, just had, I just had a great idea, great thought then of Gene Hass like going online and going to the Dallara website. <laughs> and instead of cl- instead of like uh, clicking build, he goes directly over to like deals. See, like Black Friday deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I reckon Jovanazzi is actually a good call for his own participation yeah. award. Mm. With a, uh, with, a dishon- last week, uh, with a dishonourable mention for Ocon as well. Meh. I was reminded uh, today that I said on last week's show that Giovinazzi is the worst driver on the grid and I thought about it again and I still stand by that. I think he is. <laughs> okay. Even ahead of Latifi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because... Latifi's just doing Latifi stuff. <laughs> Giovinazzi's been there wasting a Salba seat for years. <laughs> Probably going to end up in one next year as well again, isn't he? Probably, yeah. I don't know, actually, because um, Callum Eilert's getting a, getting a run out this Friday. Yeah, but Callum Eilert arguably should be getting a drive this season. Yeah. Probably jo- Giovinazzi's <laughs> seat. Yeah, that's what I, that was the point I was making. Hmm. I would love to see Islet get a chance in Formula One because he deserves it. He he deserves it ju- like just as much as Mick Schumacher, if not a little bit more. I think I know I know he got beaten, but I think I think he will be a better Formula One driver than Mick Schumacher will be. I just want to see what Mick Schumacher's like in a decent car. That's that's going to be the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want Brits to dominate Formula One. So let's get another one in. <laughs> So, same again this weekend. Kinda. Different name. Different name, different tyre compounds. Yeah. One, so, one softer. Maybe some weather, mm. we can hope. Oh, they'll be teasing us with it until 30 seconds before the race starts. And it's like, ha <laughs> fooled you. Um, where are we going to go prediction-wise? It's hard to look past what we've just seen, isn't That's it, really? That's the thing, Apart isn't it? You've got to avoid the yeah. temptation of same again, but same again seems like the obvious sort of thing. I'm going same I again, think... but I'm swapping Perez for Bottas. I was that's what I was thinking. similar. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. Right, we can't all say exactly the same. Well, we can if we all think the same. Right, okay. Bottas. Oh. Uh, Lando. Leclerc. Hell. You high. Oh, no. But Bottas, Lando. Sorry, Bottas, Perez, Lando. That's what we'll go with. Right. Okay. okay. I will go Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton. I'll go I'll go that order. And I'm going Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Red, Red Bull 1-2 <clears throat> is a fair shout, actually. That's a good... That's uh, a good... I, think, I feel it's bold, but I think it, it could yeah. happen. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, I, I went exciting. Like uh, you did, Verstappen you, and it Hamilton does sound like a good race. Last Be- time, only because last time anyone if, went that far off piste, you were making jokes about it for six years, even while they were still hospitalised. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> um, the uh, in fact, I think I tweeted a joke about that the other day. <laughs> but the um, uh, the thing I'm thinking is. Hamilton knows he has to get in front of Verstappen. Yeah, at some the, point he's, he's he's getting close, isn't he, to making the wild yeah. lunge. 
Yeah, yeah. And but I also think Hamilton might now be in the position where if neither of them finish the race, it's a good thing for Hamilton. Yeah. I'm not possibly. saying he'll he won't purposely take him out. But he won't but care he if he will, does. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a do or die up the inside will I, I, I can see those coming mm. more often. Especially if especially if I'm right and Mercedes probably would if I'm right, I'm sure Mercedes know that this is like a, a one off for or or at least like an odd track where Red Bull have like the proper upper hand. So if uh, if Lewis knows that he can't beat Verstappen from behind, then I think he'll beat Verstappen by going through the side. Interesting. Mm. You, of course, can make your own predictions by going to the website at threelegsportwheels.com and going to the game section and putting your entries in on the 2021 Prediction League. Top three, pole position, fastest lap, how many DNS, DNFs, and uh, whether there'll be a safety car or not. And I must actually update the website because I haven't actually got anything to put Austria in yet. Um, <laughs> if you do that, you've got until um, five minutes before qualifying on Saturday to uh, to get that in. And we'll be around on the socials <laughs> all weekend, um, Facebook, Twitter, and I'll, I'll be about on Discord definitely during the race. Uh, right, I think we've got some news, but um, before we do, just um, just a couple of shout-outs, actually, that I want to make. Um, Lisa Bowden has asked for a three-legs, four-wheels logo to get a flag printed up to um, put on her and her husband's caravan in the Silverstone campsite. Nice. So, nice. if anyone sees the flag at Silverstone, um, well, tell them, tell them we sent you, they'll know we are. Mm. If that, anyone wants a flag, and if anyone want, if anyone wants to get a flag printed up, um, yeah. drop drop us a line three legs four wheels at gmail dot com or on the socials at three legs four wheels Twitter Facebook and Instagram, and I can send you the artwork to um, to get the flag printed up. So if you want to take a flag with you to a race, then do so. Is it worth? Is it worth setting a Discord thing up so they so anyone that's going to Silverstone can speak to each other and they can go and meet each other? I was going to set a Di- Silverstone Discord channel up or a meetups channel because there's people mm. talking about meeting up in Austin as well. Oh. Nice. People meeting all over the place. Yeah, I mean we've we've had um, we've had our first um, three legs four wheels i racing league meetup as well. Um, some of the guys that race in our league on a Sunday night met up for a pint in London last weekend. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, James James Nelson and Faye and James left his bag in the pub oops hmm. treats his bag like David Cameron treats his kids I hope you had one of those really awkward moments where you speak to each other on the internet then meet each other in real life and all hated each other <laughs> if, if there was beer it will have been fine well when we raced on or a fight when we raced when we raced last week and on Sunday last weekend everyone was on speaking terms so I don't think it went like that it's not mm. like it's not like what happens when people meet you, Lee. Mm. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to uh, F1 fan Miss Mellis, who has left us an incredible review on Apple Podcasts. We are her favourite F1 podcast, and um, says I always just lo- just just F1 A. Eh? <laughs> that's great. A, that's a boot all. 
<laughs> I always learn and laugh when listening and look forward to hearing uh, their quirky remarks, sarcastic comments and honest opinions every week. <laughs> well, there you go. So thank you for that. And if anybody else wants to leave um, wants to leave a review, somewhere between any any whole number between four stars and six stars, not inclusive, <laughs> then uh, you're, ap- you're absolutely fine doing that. Leave, uh, leave it on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to it. Always makes yeah. its way back to And us. to be fair... Just just give the five stars and say whatever you want. It doesn't have to even be nice at that point. No, that's You've done your job with the stars. <laughs> Put the stars and tell the truth. I don't mind. <laughs> it's, it's the stars that matter. Right, shall we have some news? Yes. Right. Silverstone is having full attendance this year on the weekend of the 18th of July. 140,000 fans. Gonna be a big crowd. This yeah, biggest what biggest crowd in Britain in like eighteen months, nearly um, practically. Do you know what? I think it'll be the biggest crowd in Britain since the previous Glastonbury. Jesus! Wow! Or the pre or the previous British Grand Prix with fans. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's one of the UK government's sort of pilot things. It's also the day before the UK restrictions are lifted. So I think lifting it a day early for Formula One. Um, camping's going to be allowed and it's going to be apparently a full-on British Grand Prix weekend with as many sort of events and activities for the fans as possible. Um, I'd love to go. Yeah, I would. But getting off getting off the island is still a little on the tricky side. I think you'd be allowed. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Because you, you don't have to quarantine if you've had both injections over two weeks ago. And mm. it's a week too early for you. It is a week too early for me. I think, can you do a test? Can you do a test? I, I could do, but I don't want isolation? to. I don't particularly want yeah. to do a test. I did one of the lateral flow tests the other week for entertainment purposes, and it was unfun. The video oh, was, was it unfun? It the was video unfun. is fun. The video is still available. The video does exist. Manxradio.com. <laughs> I don't know if it's on the dot. I don't. I don't like the name of them. What lateral flow? Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like something that we that you'd use to like test sort of like water infections or something. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm not having one of them things mm. up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, your your lateral flow test results have come back. Try natural yogurt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Turkish Grand Prix is back on the calendar. Looks like that's the Singapore replacement. Yes. And that means it is going to be part of another triple header. So is it going to be? Is it Russia, Turkey. Singapore? So yeah, yeah, Russia, Turkey, and then and then some, Japan. Which Japan's not going to happen. Um, MotoGP cancelled Japan this week, and it's like the week before the F1. So I don't think that's going to happen. Ah, right. So there may be a bit of a bit of a gap sometime during October. Because, of course, triple headers are back with a vengeance this season. We're two-thirds mm. of the way one, way through one now. Um, mm. After the summer break, the first three races, Belgium, Holland and Italy, are a triple header. That could be quite a fun triple header, actually. That sounds quite a yeah. lively trio. And then as things stand, we've got two weeks off and another triple header with Russia, Turkey and Japan. Yeah. and then that weeks... is so, That's some fucking trekking, isn't it's it? It's a bit of mileage, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the last races we'll see at Sochi. Mm-hmm. Because it's moving to St. Petersburg. Yes. Um, the circuit looks... In Mother, in Mother Russia track move you. <laughs> <laughs> Bits of the St. Petersburg circuit do look a bit uh, look a bit Sochi-esque. That might have something to do with the fact that it's another fucking Tilka drum. 
Yeah, I mean, well, the Sochi one is kind of dictated by where there are buildings in the way. Yeah, Tilka had a hand mm. in placing the buildings. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is mm. another Tilka one. It looks... It might be alright if there's some elevation. I haven't studied it too closely. If there's a bit of elevation, it might be alright. Mm. But that, of course, is from 2023. Correct. The circuit, the circuit exists currently. Mm. But it's had its um, it's had its class. Uh, what is it? Class one or yeah, it had it had class one. It got its class one just before like the world stopped working. Um, it was meant to have. I think DTM was meant to be like its first big international event last year, but that didn't happen because yeah, they, they couldn't tour for mm. the touring cars. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of in limbo at the moment, waiting for someone to come and see it. That's why DTM has switched to um, GT cars now, because instead of just a normal tour, they're having to do a grand tour. Maybe. This could be the thing. Not the, the death I expected mm. it to. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do we have on the list? Red Bull Arrowhead goes to Aston Martin. Yes, whose name I cannot remember. Dan something. Um yeah, it look it looks like Aston Martin are um, throwing all the money. I think he's sort of a Adrian Newey acolyte. He is. So mm. this is Dan Fellows who is going to go to Aston Martin as their technical director. There's this might not be an imminent thing because uh, gardening leave. There's uh, Christian Horner seems to think that uh, he needs a two year gardening leave. Bloody hell! Such is the knowledge wow. he holds, <laughs> which suggests he has a lot of. Uh, a lot of knowledge to share. Yeah, it suggests he's very important. Yeah. Yes. Bloody so hell, I think that's... I think Lawrence Stroll is going to have to get the checkbook out and mm. send a large quantity of money to Red Bull. So expect him on the grid this weekend, probably. Uh, in... <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if he if he has to do the full two years, nice goal, Switzerland. If he has to do the full two years, will Lawrence Stroll make another hostage video? I hope so, because <laughs> that was a thing to behold. You are keeping my guy hostage. I want him released. He's no Liam Neeson. Well, no, they'd it? release him. They wouldn't want him around their aero, would they? No, no. You, you must send. <laughs> you must send him back to me. Yeah, they'd just they'd just put him in a cupboard or something for two years where he couldn't it's see what? anything. I have a very particular set of credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that is that is going to be interesting because I mean one one feature of Red Bull um, over the last few years has been amazing aero. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Adrian Newey doing the overall design and uh, with what with what Dan Fellows has um, has done on the car, sort of taking Adrian Newey's basic pencil scribblings and turning it into um, something like a greased eel. The fact that. Aston Martin have come sort of <coughs> shopping for him and he's going suggests as well that Adrian Newey isn't planning on going anywhere in the next couple of years because presumably Dan Fellows would have been the he, natural replacement. He would have been the next Newey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. yes, that, uh, that, that does make a lot of sense. No new Newey. Mm. Um, I think that that about sort of covers all the all the newsy bits. I don't think, unless anything's happened in the last hour. I have not seen anything. You know, you never know. I mean, you know, th- things move quickly in Formula One unless you're going on two year gardening leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, normally, I'd say it's shunt time, but um, there's only the three of us this week. Nobody sent one into Lee, so remind people how to send in a total shunt and beg and plead for them to do so. Tweet me at a total shunt with your shunt. 
uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I don't think I've even got any on the um, on the backup list. Let me let me let me just have, yeah. Let me just have a look. Have I got have I got anything? No, I think we've done that one. If you don't do total shunts, I will take it for granted that you're bored of the game and it will go on holiday. So oh. if you like it, save it. <laughs> but just to add to last week's total shunt, um, I want to thank. Um, I've only I've only got his uh, Discord name, Matt JXN. I can't remember his Twitter name for sending it in. But the one main fact that he missed that would have been an absolute killer in that shunt was about AJ Foyt being attacked by a lion in the middle of a race. I think it might have technically been in qualifying rather than in the race. Well, it was definitely in the middle of a racetrack. Yeah. It's not your everyday occurrence. Yeah, he was he was no. in a he was he was in a stock car race. There was a lion on display there that broke loose and attacked him. I mean, you say there was a lion on display there and it broke loose. Like that's something that might just casually happen and that it's not a bit mm. weird. Formula E raced round a bear pit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was where the bear lived. I don't think the bear was like imported for display. No, no, I mean Burn has a history of bears. That's why there's a bear on the Toblerone packaging. There you go. One of my useless facts. <laughs> um, so I think that that about that about does it for this week, doesn't it? We did say that was lovely. Um, we did say well done to Alice Powell earlier, but we didn't say well done to Abby Pulling. We didn't. Was it two podiums she got in British F four? Two podiums, including one after she had a bit of a, a bit of a she got caught up in a bit of an incident and dropped down to nineteenth and fought back. Nice. That is that a is that good, is a good, little bit on the massively impressive side. You see, coming on coming on this show. It's a guaranteed success. Yeah, it's gonna be. It is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good for drivers. Let's not forget what happened to Alex Alban. Didn't nope. come on the show. Didn't come on the show. Um, Valtteri Bottas was kind of on the show, but only like his sound bites that we didn't actually record. So what's happened to him? He kept his Mercedes drive, but he's done nothing with it. Jack Aitken never came on the show. No, not not through ones, not through mm-hmm. ones of trying. If you're a professional racing driver and you want to come on the show, tweet us at Three Legs Four Wheels. Get us on Facebook at Three Legs Four Wheels, Three Legs Four Wheels at Gmail dot com, or individually at Sean Cowper, Chris being at Flood Twenty One, and me being at Pablo One Hundred. And um, we can we can sort you out with a guest slot on the show any time you want. It just makes sense as long as as long as it's a Monday night, preferably. And everyone's internet is working. And everyone's internet's working. I'd, I'd like to congratulate hey. Lee's internet for only breaking down once during this show. Yeah, shout out to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> right, we will be back next week where we will talk about the third race in the double header and triple header. And for once, won't have a race to preview on the same show. Hmm. That'll be that'll, that'll be interesting. Send send in a shunt. We may be short of material. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.